0: triple m's dead set legends for sports bet follow your multi the easy way with sports bet's afl same game multi tracker
1: download the Sportsbet app today you win some you lose more for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
0: grand finals are known for special performances here
1: comes dusty
2: he's shaping up for a fourth zero's there he leaves it for buddy out! Oh, yeah.
3: oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: day in footy, we've got these Dead Set Legends to get you ready for the 2023 Toyota AFL Grand Final as Collingwood. The biggest club
3: in the land
0: are into the Grand Take on Brisbane. They are
3: the pride of
0: Brisbane Town. Live from the Triple MCG, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
4: Yes, it certainly is. Welcome to Triple M's Dead Set Legends on the best day of the year, isn't it? We bang on about Christmas and all that sort of stuff a lot. This is the best day of the year and Melbourne has turned on an absolutely spectacular one at the MCG. More than 100,000 fans expected. Brisbane do battle with Collingwood. Cannot wait for it. It is only a few hours away. My name is Jay Clark and I look to my left and I am joined by two of the best in the business. This man, 287 games, two-time All-Australian, now a to Hall of Famer. And Fox Footy's number one analyst. Give it up for Lee Montagna. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Lee, Mo. Thank you, Jay-Z. Love Grand Final Day. It's it's a beauty. Can't wait to see what happens today. You know, the two best teams are playing off in the Grand Final. So that's all you can ask for. I reckon we're due for a cracker. It's yes. been a few years since we've had a, a great Grand Final. I think it sets up for a beauty. So we'll get into the game a yes. little bit later. But uh, I've woken up with a spring in my step. We have hey. got a massive show ahead. I can need to introduce you, Lee, Mo. Oh. <laughs>
4: sorry. Right. Sorry, Jay-Z. Because... You are the funniest man in Australia. <laughs> You're a long suffering Hawthorne supporter. Been a long time yeah. since you beat, at the, the, uh, beat uh, at the top. It's great
6: to see you, Limo. As I stand here at the Gion Grand Fire, it's a distant memory back to 2015. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor you. I tell you what. Now, isn't it glorious yep. to be here? What an incredible day. As weddings, parties, anything said? Is there anywhere you'd rather be than with me at the MCG? Yes. Uh, the next line in that song is to watch the Saints get done again. But anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> Joey, but isn't it beautiful? Yep. I'm worried about Kiss and their makeup. It's going to
5: be yes. here today. It is a big
6: talking point. It yep. is a big talking point. But here, we've come to the Triple M stage, come and say g'day. There's going to be 100,000 in the ground. We've got about... Oh, look, I'm not good with crowds, but there's probably about nine or 10,000 people here right now gathered around <laughs> watching us, so come on down, yes. so they're making some
4: noise right now, come on down and say good day. it is one of the great days. We are outside gate three, I can see a lot of black and white and a lot of, what are the Brisbane colours, Lemo? it's not quite a brown, it's a blue, it's, it is, it? it's a, maroon, blue and gold, it's in their song, they wear maroon, blue and gold, yeah, maroni bliny, yellowy, orangey mixture. Uh, it's a uh, always a nervous day for the for the players, the stars who are going to strut out onto the big stage today. Joey, you did it three times in 2009 and then twice in 2010. How, a few hours out from the game, how did you go? Were you getting the butterflies?
5: Yeah, you do. You get the butterflies as a player. Breakfast doesn't quite go down as well as it does mm-hmm. for the, the rest of the year. Um, you try and take your mind uh, away from wandering to where it might be this afternoon and it's, it's, it's a scary moment. It's, it's exciting, of course, but it's nerve-wracking because at 5 o'clock this afternoon, it's either going to be these players' best day of their footy life or the worst day of their footy life, and they don't know which it's going to be. So mm. imagine waking up mm. in a morning not knowing at later this afternoon if you are going to feel the, the great elation or you're going to feel great heartbreak. So mm. it's a pretty tense and anxious time as a player. But then when you come to the ground, when yep. you drive in and you look around, you see all the people outside, you see the atmosphere... You take it in, you go, wow, this is what I've put in all the hard yards for, this is the moment, and you try and soak it all in and embrace it, and then focus in to get into work. Now, I know Mark Rashudo has said that before the 98 grand final,
6: he reckons he barely slept for three nights. Wow. How did you go sleeping mm. before a grand final? I
5: can't remember how well I slept. I remember my breakfast not going down. I live with Justin Zizki at the time, we're sitting at a table having yeah. our breakfast, and I remember turning to him and saying, how's your breakfast going down? He goes, not very well. What about you? I said, I'm struggling to eat. And that was the first moment. It's like, oh, boy, this is different. This feels different, but um, can't wait. Collingwood have been there and done that. They've had a senior crew that played five years ago, but for these Brisbane Lions players, except for maybe Dunkley and Charlie Cameron for a couple, it's their first time, and they will be anxious, absolutely. Who here is following Collingwood? Okay, good, good, good. Brisbane Lions fans, are you
4: out here today? No, there's no one here. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a good, good two and a half, three thousand of them there. <laughs> Crowd ascendancy might be with the uh, Magpies today, as you'd expect. What a journey it's yeah. been, Joey, under Craig McRae. Remember back in 2001, what did they finish? Third, last. You thought, what does the future hold for these Magpies? The great flyer comes in
5: and it's been a two-year magic carpet ride. It's been an extraordinary story, Collingwood. Well, certainly last year was the magic ride and we know about all those close wins and they got to a prelim and the big question was can they back it up and do it again and boy, oh boy, did they make a statement at the start of the year, Collingwood. They hit the ground running. They were flying. And at round 12, they were 11-1. and one. Yep. Limo, by far the best team in the competition. They were ticking every box, and they looked unstoppable. And then, remember, midway through the, the year, they sort of hit a little patch. They lost to Melbourne. A wobble. They, they just beat Adelaide at the MCG. Maybe they shouldn't have. They were a bit unconvincing against the Bulldogs. They lost three out of their next four. And then they've regained their footy. They, they got the good win against Essendon late in the season and, and then have shown some real courage and guts, particularly defensively, yep. in the last couple of finals. So they've had the little lull, which you can't stay at the top for the, the whole year, and they've now find, found their mojo again, and I think they're primed for today. And yeah. they're a connected team, aren't they? They are Chloe? very connected. We've got this... We
6: had vulnerable Damien Hardwick, mm-hmm. who created the very connected team. And he's the next evolution, really, isn't he, Craig McCreary? He McCrae.
5: is. I mean, bringing in Bo McCreary's mum to do a pregame oh, address. The, the way that s- Craig McCreary presents himself. Yeah, the yeah. way the whole football club has presented themselves. I'm looking forward to chatting to Craig Kelly a bit later in the show about yep. that. But everything they've done, Jay-Z, seems to have... Everything they've done has been right, hasn't it, as a club? I don't think he's given him a spray or a cook or a bake
4: in the whole time he's been in really? charge. I don't think one time he's got angry with him. So he's a lover, not a father of Craig McRae, mm. and it's uh, worked perfectly. But there is... Yeah, I was going to
6: say, on, yep. on the Bo McCreary's mum... Yes. Did you, so she Julie. gave the pre-match address Mother's Day before the GWS game. Yep. Yes. And they went on to win by 60-odd yeah. points. I've heard a whisper. She was actually offered the, g, uh, the Gold Coast Suns job after
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a Turned g- it down. They've gone with Hardwick. <laughs> Tackle hard, um, she said. So that was uh, absolutely magnificent. The Geordie Degowie story has been unmissable in this. I mean, he's the tip of the magpies' spear, along with uh, Nick Dacos as well. Scotty Pendlebury says he just spends half the game chasing both their men because Degowie and D- Dacos uh, roll forward. What about Darcy Moore as well, though? Like, Darcy...
6: The speech he gave out here on Anzac Day, and this might sound like I'm going too far, but I reckon that's the best speech I've ever seen a sports person make on a ground after a match.
5: It was honestly extraordinary. Well, that's part of the decision-making, the leadership, to go with Darcy Moore and let him do it his way. I think, I've got a feeling, if the Pies win today, Peter Moore handing the cup to Darcy Moore will be one of the most iconic moments in AFL history. Can you imagine... The father handing the premiership cup yep. to his son on the st- its going to be emotional. It's going to be one of the biggest moments ever if they get the job done. Yep. And a real and a front-page moment
6: because Peter Moore still looks like he could play <laughs> He does. He is just a rock star-looking individual, and he's got a rock star-looking son. It'll be a great image if that happens.
4: goey went to Bali, got into trouble. A year and a bit ago. Mm. Career on the line, future at Collingwood in jeopardy. He turned around his life since then, become one of the best big game players in the competition. I think he's been best on, Joey, in three of his last finals games. He is going to take some stopping, but you have to admire a bloke who was
5: not sure how things were going to pan out for him last year and now he's one of the best players in the game. Yeah, he is and again, it's the way the club have handled it. They, they put their arms around him. Craig McRae spoke about the love and how important he was and, and he's just matured slowly. And look, I think for the last three years, to be honest, he's been a he's been such a, a star for that footy club yep. and right now, he's going to have a massive role today. And most likely, um, Josh Dantley's going to have to go to him because yep. they're going to have to nullify his influence. If he has anything like the 13 clearances he had in the prelim final, that sets up for a pies win. So he's got a huge role to play and it's been great to see him turn it around and and now starting to get the, I suppose, the respect from the, the footy community that he deserves because he's been a star for a long time.
6: Would uh, would Brisbane have watched back the Round 20 game against Hawthorne when Hawthorne beat Collingwood? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I was just looking for an excuse to bring
6: it up. Uh, (laughs) Hawthorne's beaten both premiership, uh, both grand final teams, by the way. Oh, how does Limo
5: make this about Hawthorne?
4: Very good. They've done a magnificent job. Are you concerned about, is there a chink in the Collingwood armour, Joe? Is there anything you come today a bit nervous? Because their forward line probably hasn't been scoring at the rate a lot of the other sort of top teams have. How do you think they can uh, lock it in forward half? Because that's probably the query...
5: Uh, the scoring power coming into this one. It it is genuine, the ability for Collingwood to score enough points to win today. And I think Collingwood coaching staff addressed that by picking Ginevan into the 22 because they obviously realise we need to find more goals in in this game. We need to find more avenues. You know Jack Ginevan's a player that will bob up for one or two goals. That's what he's done his whole career. So I think they've realised that because... If Darcy Gardner plays on my check and does anything like he did on Charlie Curnow, that's going to make it hard for my check. And then Brendan Stasevich is a really good matchup for Jamie Elliott out of the goal square. So if they are quelled, they're going to need Bobby Hill. They're going to need McCreary and and now Ginevan to bob up and kick a couple of goals. They might need to go in, Dacos, to hit the scoreboard. I think they're going to do it by committee. Mm. I don't think anyone today for Collingwood's going to kick four or five goals. I know that people might suggest that. I think for them to kick enough score to win, they're going to have to spread the load. That is going to be the question, mate. There's
4: no doubt about that. Brighty my check has got a big role to play without Dan McStay. The heartbreak, just on that. I mean, Taylor Adams missed Dan McStay with the knee injury. It's a brutal... Um, reality for the guys who have missed out, Joey.
5: It is. There's a story every year, isn't there, Lima? Yeah, every there year is. there's hard luck stories. It's, it's the unfortunate unfi- part of, of footy. It's an unfortunate part of the game, but not everyone's fit in a And, available. and yep. for Jack Payne and Dan McStay, who have been huge influences in their teams this year, unfortunately are going to be sitting there like the rest of us, biting their nails and hoping for the best. Hard to hard to fully cheer. Is it hard to fully cheer on if you're sitting yeah, on it, the sidelines? It would be. Uh, to be honest, I know yeah. people think like, as a player you should be just so immersed in it, but you also can't help but feeling I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be a part of it. You know, Bob Murphy, spoke like it's, it's, it sits with you that you aren't part of that premiership team, even though you're a big role. And that's another discussion about whether everyone should get a premiership midday and that yep. it's had a role to play, yep. but it is definitely hard for those players. Should be the Ron Barassi medal, I think, if that's
4: not going to happen uh, today. It should happen uh, next season, I think. Right, we've had a look at uh, Collingwood, Joey and Limo. We need to have a look at uh, Chris Fagan's men, the Lions. They've got to the preliminary final stage. They've been to the finals five years in a row, Joey, and it did really feel like this was their year to have a real crack at the premiership, and they've delivered so far.
5: Yeah, spot on. They came into the year with expectation, as you touched on. And remember, it was a shaky start. They got pumped by Port Adelaide round one. They lost to the Western Bulldogs at round three, and there were already questions being asked. Are Danaher and Hipwood the right combination? What's going to happen to this group? And then round four, they played Collingwood at the Gabba, smacked them, and from there, they're away. They announced themselves as probably the second, best team in the competition behind Collingwood. And then, like the Pies, they hit a shaky patch. Around 18, they came to the MCG, mm. got overrun by Melbourne, and then they had an ugly win against Geelong at the Gabba. They got pumped in the Q Clash by the Gold Coast, and then they had some unconvincing wins against Fremantle and, and Port Adelaide, uh, sorry, Adelaide Crows. And we thought, oh, where is this Brisbane team at? And then, since then, like Collingwood, they've been able to find their best form again at the right time of year. And really, coming into this, the, the more in- team informed. They are flying. Everything about their game is in great shape their turnover game their pressure game their clearance game defenders are holding up we know about the firepower in their front half, so they are not going to get a better chance, Brisbane Lions, in this afternoon. Is, is the Brisbane window closing, Joey? Because they've been sniffing around since 2019. It's not really in regard to their age demographic, but you just wonder mentally yes. how hard it's to, to keep going to that level. So St Kilda, we had something similar. We played in the prelim in 08, obviously lost grand finals in 9 and 10, played finals in 11, and then it just got a little bit too, too yeah. much to, to just... Go that level again. So I think this is their chance. The Brisbane Lions. Lockie Neal, Jill Brownlow
4: medalist one is a bit of an upset. He's had um, he's been a star for a long time. Lockie Neal. to we did we put him up there? Is he Voss, Lacker, sort of Nigel Lapp and Simon Black?
5: Is he up on? Is he up with those those greats of the Brisbane Lions yet, Joey? Well, the only reason he's not is because he hasn't won the premierships. Yep. They've all got three flags to their name. But I think he is one of the absolute out-and-out champions of our game, Lockie Neal. Remember, I mean, last year he could have won the Brownlow. If Paddy Cripps hadn't yes. been, his suspension hadn't have been overturned, Lockie Neal would have had a Brownlow last least. year. So I think it's, I think it's been um, unfair from some people to to not recognise how good of a champion Lockie Neal is. He has been one of the stars of the competition, and he's going to have a huge role today. And what about the 12 months Chris Fagan's had? Yep. Yeah. When you think about this time last year, he was
6: on the ropes personally yep. uh, following that, uh, the racism report out of Hawthorne. Yep. And he's fought back, uh, cleared his name
5: in, in most respects, I think we can say, and here he is coaching a team on grand final day. Yeah, it's amazing. And you talk about Craig McRae, the way Chris Fagan's handled himself this year yeah. against all that, but also just how calm he stayed with yep. the year. He's never overreacted to some of the commentary about where the team's at and the MCG record and their finals record. He's just kept it really calm. And I think that's come through on the group. And that's why I think they're in really good shape today. So good shout for, for Chris Fagan. And to think, I mean, when he
4: joined the Lions, like the club was a basket case, yeah. the Brisbane Lions. The go-home five, mm. remember the players who left, they were um, down the bottom of the ladder. Justin Lapidge has just been sacked. So he's come in, kept it positive. The composure you talk about, he's held his nerve. But you mentioned the MCG, Joey. So the this is the big question, isn't it? It's a big storyline. They've won one game at this magnificent venue in their last 15 attempts. So they walk up to the MCG today. Do the players have that seed of doubt just in the back of their minds? They've won the big final over Melbourne here a year ago but largely, it's been a big drought.
5: No, absolutely they don't. I don't believe in that. If you actually take a look that since COVID, they've only played at the MCG six times. So they didn't play through the COVID period. So we're going back to 2018 and earlier, when you just touched on, they were a basket case. So I don't think that matters. They've played six times. They beat Melbourne in a final here last year, which was a great milestone. They should have beaten Melbourne here early in the year, just got overrun. Yes, they had an ordinary game against Hawthorne, but they could have played that at the Gabba, and the effort and the attitude they came into that game with, they would have gotten beaten anywhere. I don't think it's an issue for them. I don't think they would speak about it. They are confident in their abilities. They don't care about the ground, so I don't think it's a factor.
6: A couple of highlights for me from the year. Uh, Round two, the lights went out at the Gabba. Yes. Yes. They spent all the money on the footy department, didn't pay the power bill. (laughs) Right. Uh, Devon Robertson having his jumper ripped off. yep. Uh, recently, and picking up what 70 or 80,000 Instagram followers yes. in the next 24 hours. And one of the great highlights whenever Charlie Cameron kicks a goal at the Gabba, we know the fans start singing this song here Country Road. Oh, it's great, we love it. Yes, and there was a game recently. Where he kicked two... What was the game, Joe? He kicked two goals so quickly, the crowd was still singing the yes. song when he kicked his second yep. goal.
4: Yeah, yeah, yep. The only thing I want from today's game, I've just got one request, yes. right? The first goal kicker. I want it to be either... Jack Kennivan, because the Collingwood oh, fans they love oh, Jack Kennivan, yeah. So can you imagine when he kicks the game If he kick, Jack Kennivan kicks the first goal, he's going to turn to the crowd, put out his arms, and the whole joint's going to go off its head. So if it's not him, I want it to be Charlie Cameron because he does. Oh, the motorbike!
5: And I want, I want to sh- every Brisbane supporter in the venue yes. needs yes. to sing country yes. where he kicks the goal, well, even if you're a neutral fan, I'll sing join along. Yes, yeah, yeah. oh, I
4: can't wait. It is always a beautiful moment. We have got the Brisbane Lions fans here in the front row. They're smiling and. Not so I think we're gonna wheel that out. Hey, speaking um, of Jackie a bit of a story developing at the moment Uh-oh. about what he got up to last night. So just, hey. let back to you. before two thousand nine, two thousand ten, what did you do the night before your grand finals?
5: Oh I was a footy nothing. I was probably watching the um, the grand final uh, the grand final yes. marathons. Yes, and tucked up in bed by nine thirty. <laughs> yep. I am sure. Well,
4: Jackie Ginevan, he's, t- he's gone down a different route. So we're going to talk about that next. A bit of news floating around. We might discuss some trades as well. Plenty of clubs uh, busy at the moment as Collingwood and Brisbane get ready to do battle at the MCG. We are live here at Gate 3. We've got lots more footy chat. Can't wait for the day to unfold on Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
0: Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, J, Kath, Limo on Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Oh, what a morning it is here at Yarra Park. Gate three of the
4: MCG. Four hours away. Collingwood versus Brisbane. Gonna be a stunning day and a super call cool on Triple M. Hey, yeah, uh, we've got to talk some news, uh, guys, because Jack Innivan always in the headlines uh, at times. And uh, it has emerged that last night, and I'm not, not getting my knickers too much in a twist about this, Lenno. <laughs> right. Right. But he went along to the Mooney Valley races. Well, 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 well how can, Jack Ginnivan went out to the Mooney Valley races last night. He had a mate uh, whose horse was running, so right. he went out there to uh, Mooney Valley. Did nothing too crazy. It was on the waters. Yeah, um, it was in a sort of private box. Right, didn't stay the whole night. Just sort of a couple of hours or so to cheer on his mate's horse. And, um, and that was his grand final preparation. So we've spoken to Collingwood. We say, well, have you got a problem with this? They're sort of, let's call it in a information gathering stage, Joey. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going um, it's to... It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. not anything about that. Yes, I don't think they're going to make it a big deal in the next couple of hours. I don't think they're going to go to Jack and sort of ask him, hey, mate, what, what in the hell were you doing <laughs> at the races last night? A fairly big game tomorrow. We're going <laughs> to sort of lock in and focus on that for a bit. But I think, mate... Maybe after the grand final, uh, whatever happens today, post today, I think they might have a bit of chat and say, Joey, possibly they're not...
5: That not yeah, the perfect this, preparation. Yeah, What's the, give us the pub test on this. Oh, thing? this is a perfect hindsight one. If they win the flag, no one's going to give us stuff. If they yeah. lose and he doesn't play well, someone might make it a big deal. But now look, at it, it's unconventional. Yeah. But everyone's got their own ways of dealing with their nerves. I mean, some players might have gone to the movies to get away from things. Others might have watched some footy. It's your own preparation. I mean, he wasn't there sitting drinking uzo and cokes and no. you know, having a good time. He's just <laughs> gone so. to just take his mind off things. I've got no issue with it. I've got no issue whatsoever. You
6: know, my Jack Ginnifer highlight from the. Yeah when he was on I think it was Tom Mitchell's podcast mm. earlier this year. They were talking about the pyramids in Egypt. Have yes. you heard oh, this? Yes. And he said there's no way people could build those all that time ago. Must have been aliens. Convinced
4: <laughs> aliens built the pyramids, and that's when I thought, you've, he, got, a, you've got a fan in me, Jack. In but in all seriousness, show he is a player who's out of the team. He got a bit of hard love from the Pies and Craig McRae this year. Worked his way back in, provided a bit of spark off the bench as the sub, of course. Collingwood has turned to him in the starting 22 uh, for today's game. Do you feel like that is the the right call? Lipinski, who's one of the biggest gut runners in the team, I think he clocks the biggest GPS of any Magpie uh,
5: game-to-game. Do you feel like it's the right call. It's surprising. Again, we'll know in hindsight. We'll yep. know how the, the game pans out. It's, it's, a, slight, it's a slight risk in regards to they've taken out a runner. Mm-hmm. So no, no Ed uh, Adams, no Lipinski through the midfield. It sets up for me that Nick Dakos is going to play as a permanent mid. Yep. Whether it's an inside mid or half forward coming up and trying to drag a man out, I think they need his run now through the midfield. And as I touched on earlier, I think the Collingwood coaching staff have identified they need some more goals. And that's what Ginnivan provides. He'll bob up and kick a couple of goals. So I think that's been an area without McStay, with the way they've scored the last few weeks, they've thought we need Jack Evans' ability to hit the scoreboard. Will he get a free kick for a head-high tackle today? Oh, or are the uh, umpires uh, still off him? Oh, if it's anything like it was umpired last week, he won't get a free kick. <laughs> no. He'll need your head... Yeah, uh, ripped off to <laughs> Fully get one. ripped
4: off, yeah, exactly. It's a little shrug. Um, what about the moments and the pressure, Joey? So when you walk out up into the race and the crowd goes nuts, 109,000 people, and you're you a veteran, you, were, you had a lot of experience when you did it, how do you feel physically and what, what is it like when you're out there, the noise is deafening and you know the stakes are as
5: high as they've ever been in your life? How do you handle that spotlight of today? Oh, it's the greatest thrill and you've got to embrace it. They will get the goosebumps when they walk up the race. Yeah. They, they will get that emotion and you'll get the tingles and you'll soak it all in. You've got to embrace that. You can't shy away from it. And the next moment you'll get is after the national anthem. When you know the national anthem's about to end and you know the crowd's going to roar, you get the tingles on the back of the... I mean, we do in the crowd get the tingles, let alone Mm -hmm. as a player when you get to that moment. And then really all you go back to, and everyone thinks it's a bit cliche, but all the training and all the work these players have done, not just this year but over years, is for this moment. So it should almost be ingrained in them. It should almost be instinctive and natural to do everything they need to do every single contest, to help their team win. And you were cool as a cucumber
4: before uh, before the big games. What about your great mate and the champion captain, Nick Rebot, who's listening from Texas at the moment? Uh, hello to you, Nick. What was he like?
5: Uh, uh, he, he was a vomiter. He'd be in the cubicles, dry-reaching, and then he'd try and address the group, and uh, he'd, his breath would be a little bit stinky. <laughs> and, um, no, there's there's some that would be really nervous and some that are you know, really stressed out, and others are pretty relaxed. Yep. Everyone's got their uh, their own different way of approaching it and, and how they'll feel. And it's unusual. The, the timings are different. We met, what, did you do anything different? You did your warm-up in the car park or something? Yeah, like we, did, we had to do our pre-game warm-up in the car park one year because pre-game entertainment is out there when you normally warm up. So all those things I, are different. We right? yeah, were yeah. in our runners doing um, our run-throughs underneath in, in, the, the gym, in the car park. Yeah, because you couldn't go out on the ground because uh, there was there was entertainment. So there's uh, there is a lot of distraction. There is a lot of differences to a normal home and away game. That's all part of Grand Final week. You get a lot more text messages. You get a lot more well wishes. Tickets, got to, tickets. Tick you've got to get that all done early in the week, and uh, and then you've just got to be able to focus in and get done what you need to do. Uh, did Jack Ginevan's mate's horse win last night, by the yes. way? That's the big question. Is that the omen? <laughs> didn't, didn't ask
4: that one. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think that was uh, the, the big story, but uh, we, we will get on that. I don't think uh, Jack Ginevan's in too much trouble, but yeah, uh, unorthodox.
5: Can you give us any trade news? Everyone else yep. that's listening, their team's not in the grand final. They're already thinking about yep. next year. Yep. Hawthorne, Saints, other teams, yep. what's happening trade-wise? Well, the Magpies are making some interesting moves, of course. They're having a look at Tommy Duday, the Adelaide
4: free agent. He's a Jeremy Hot, a house-style interceptor. Of course, he's. There a couple of times, so he won't be ready round one, but uh Collingwood in uh, talks with him. His other option, funnily enough, is the Brisbane Lions. So Tommy Dude, eh, um what a, today would be an unusual <laughs> one for Jeepers. <him laughs> Which bloody team am I gonna join? So that's interesting. The Pies also having a look at Toddy Goldstein. So Toddy Goldstein, the North Melbourne uh, ruckman, been doing it very well for a very long time. He's weighing up the bombers. Versus the Magpies. Now, the Bombers, he could ruck in round one because um, Sammy Draper's had the, the surgery, I think, of a, the troublesome groin injury. So he may not be ready for round one. Toddy Goldstein could be leading the Bombers ruck. Uh, his other option, uh, of course, uh, is Collingwood. But I just wonder, Joe, would, like, would he get a game at the Pies? Toddy Goldstein, they've got um, Mason Cox. Um, they've got
5: Darcy Cameron. It's set to be more insurance at Collingwood, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Is yes, yeah. not better option. Uh, I... I think it. so. Yeah, I think so. Probably Essendon is the better option. Depends yep. on the sales pitch and, yep. and what he wants out of his career. But uh, the Bombers might need a ruck to start the season. The Bombers, big movers, of course.
4: They've got to Benny McKay and the hook from North Melbourne. The compensation pick there to play out a little bit. And also, Jay Gresham, an old teammate of yours, Joey. So he's had a uh, chat to Richmond and Carlton as well. But I believe the Bombers are in the box seat. So they're spending some cash. The Bombers, agent Dodoro, has been busy. About ooh, $1.5 million on those three players. If they come in, how much do the Bombers rise up the ladder? do you think, Joey?
5: Oh, they should be playing finals next year, Yeah, with everything they've got, if they can get it right off the field, uh, their talent is there they should be playing finals.
4: Trade season this season finishes course today and then the other season uh, begins on Monday, the trade period, always lots of interest in that. Right, it is t- time to speak to this man, it's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Rusty's Motorsport Update, Bendix Breaks
3: Put your foot down with confidence
4: A massive weekend of footy, of course, Rusty, but it also means that there's just one week left until the Bathurst 1000, so it is time to talk, of course, motorsport. And next weekend, Rusty, marks the 60th anniversary of the great race. How will the sports celebrate this magnificent milestone?
2: morning, everyone. Uh, The celebrations are kind of already underway. We've done a bit of reminiscing with some great um, moments, uh, both highs and lows from the vault over the years. Fans fondly remember... 2006 for example when Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup famously won just weeks after the tragic passing of Peter Brock we've looked back at some of Brock's great moments but here's the one I reckon that'll appeal to all of us we're a bit tight with our money aren't we so the mints the Royal Mint have released a commemorative Fifty cent piece that celebrates Bathurst sixty years. How good!
5: <laughs> Very nice, like it. Hey, Rusty, I know we're still a week out, but put your expertise on the line. Who we're we looking at as the favourite? Which team or pairing? How do you think uh, it'll pan out?
2: It is such a toughie because it's such a long race, right? So the you know the numbers naturally lean toward uh, like a Shane van Gisbergen as reigning champion, who's had a great run at Bathurst. He didn't have the best leader to the Sandown five hundred. His teammate Brock Feeney and uh, And Jamie Wincup was strong there. But on the day, so much can happen, and it typically does. There'll be some sort of heartbreak happen next next weekend, and then something that will will savor as well, a very magical moment. So as the voice of the sport often says Neil Crompton, um, and he'll be you know flying with his commentary next weekend you got to buy a ticket to the final 20 laps of that race. Very special.
5: Yep.
6: Hey, Rusty, I had a racing dream come true last weekend. I was in Orange in country New South Wales, <laughs> and I actually got a lift in a Ford Cobra, the number one, because there's only 400, this is the number one, and it was gifted to Alan Moffat when it came off the production line, and I met the bloke that still owns it, and he took me for a cruise in it. Wow.
2: There, there, there are, Limo, up in that part of the world, some seriously passionate people. And as you know, Orange is not that far away from yeah. from Mount Panorama in Bathurst. So lots of deep history of motor racing in those parts. And, you know, uh, fans are obviously focused on the on the AFL Grand Final today, and rightly so. But hopefully they put on their bucket list, Limo, the chance to go to, to Bathurst one day and see that place. The elevation how tight it is, what they will do for 161 laps next Sunday is something to really savour and you've got to put it on your bucket list.
6: Absolutely. Let's move to F1 uh, quickly there, Rusty. Max Verstappen is leading by 177 points. Could he hang up the boots now and still win? (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) It, it, it is Limo, it is so close. In fact, all he needs is another three points. There's only a maximum 180 available from, from here on. So he could do it very early next weekend when they head to the Middle East to to Qatar. So uh, it's within his reach. It seems like it's going to be a, a fait accompli, doesn't it? And he will join, when that happens, um, a very special club to win three straight. So, um, you know, pretty massive achievement. And Red Bull wrapped up the constructors last week in Japan. Same weekend that Oscar Piastri scored a, a very special podium. The The Melbourne racer is now in that club of of people to get some silverware in uh, in Formula One, awesome stuff.
4: Well, it's a big story in F1 building, I reckon, uh, Rusty, because they brought in all these new rules, these new regulations to try and tighten the uh, the results. Of course, make it more competitive. The bloody opposites happen, mate He's absolutely dominated the step, <laughs> and had Red Bull on fire. So, um, I think that will continue to brew. Thanks so much for joining us. Another magnificent job. You got a big week ahead of you. Uh, thank you, Rusty.
2: Have a cracking weekend, guys. Enjoy the game. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence.
4: Yeah, He's a great man, Rusty. Hey, we have a massive second hour coming. The crowd is building. More than 100,000 people expected to this big one. Not a cloud in the sky. thought you were about
5: to say more than 100,000 out the front here watching us. Well, g-
4: give it t- give it another 20 minutes. <laughs> not a cloud in the sky, no. magnificent. Melbourne has turned on an absolute stunner for the biggest and best game of the year. Coming up soon, we've got the big dog, the Collingwood CEO, Craig Kelly. He's just been working his magic this season as the head of the Pies. And also Tommy McDonald, not the Melbourne forward. He's the chief creative officer of the Mushroom Group. He's the guru behind kiss. He did Robbie Williams last year. Can't wait to get him to talk about the pre-game halftime entertainment, of course. We're going to pick Joey's brains about this big game ahead. It is a massive hour. That is
0: all coming up next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, J. Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, welcome to Triple M's Dead
4: Set Legends. Got a massive second hour ahead. We are at the mighty MCG, just outside gate three. Stunning conditions as we build up to the Collier versus Brisbane Wilds, a premiership decider. I'm Jay Clark. We've got the security superstar, Lee Montana and the funniest man in town, Anthony Lehman, with us. And this man, well, doesn't he cast a big shadow when he grunts <laughs> out and broadens the shoulders and the chest? And today, Craig Kelly, the uh, chief executive of uh, Collier, with a mastermind behind the oh, whole yeah. pro- Go go. Go. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it yeah,
5: well, you tell him to pull like his head Still intimidating, Craig. Oh, he was meant yes. to wait for a couple of minutes till after the break. He just pulled rank and said, "I'm jumping <laughs> yeah. in now." He said, We're not, no, no, "No one's going to no one's gonna say no." And when, he, when the, he take the credit, Craig Kelly, come no, on! No, 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 <laughs> mate, it's not me. When it's he
4: high fives you, this <laughs> man or hugs you, he sort of hurts a bit. Hardly, he's <laughs> strong, I get a bit nervous now, Craig. Obviously, what a year it has been, my friend. Um, extraordinary, on a magic carpet ride with Craig McCray. Um, you come to the ground today. You feel how? Uh, well, first
7: of all, jumped across the AII Vitality Centre, and yes. uh, there was an amazing crew out there waiting to get in, so I went and said hello to them, and uh, they obviously can't get tickets, but uh, we've got a great set-up there, and the, the events team and all the staff of the club have been unbelievable the amount of work they've done, but the, the, the fans just yeah. start cheering, give you a hug, a couple of selfies which don't normally happen. Right? <laughs> I don't know how to use that. I can't do the selfie thing because my bent, fat fingers are not well, so, so I tried that. But uh, they're just so happy. And then you walk over here, and uh, there's a heap of the crew out here now without the supporters, and uh, we, are, we don't exist. And uh, of, of all of the supporters in the whole code, they're, uh, they're the best. They're very passionate, lovely, uh, and... Um, they put their hard-earned cash in, into our club, and we've got to make sure we look after them and keep looking after them better than we do. We just keep working harder at that. So that's what we're doing, and mate, they love it. They're just, they're just beautiful. It's really, really special people.
5: From your insights this year, what's been the secret with Craig McCrae? What is it about Craig McRae from your perspective? Well, it's not one. That's yeah. the thing. You know, mate, you've been around clubs. It's uh, and the bigger it is
7: now, and the, the the engine that is a a big football club is uh, is multiple people from the Graham Rights to the the lepers to the bolts to the skipper skipworths to the uh the high performance jared Wade to the to larissa and the crew and plummy who get the jumpers done it's a big beast and fly needs to be able to do what and the coaches do what they do and the only way to do that is having a line club have the president line which jeff is uh, alignment then with me through the righty to the exec um and we're all singing from the same it's too hard to win the thing without all that happening and, and, and it's hard to get it all happening and, and it's sliding door moments of people coming and going that make it all happen. So, mate, that's flies relaxed attitude. Every player coming back. Like the 2010, uh, there's four or five of the guys, Nicky Maxwell introduced them and spoke to them from the playing group the other day and just talked about the legendary uh, legacy they left the club and it's just special. It's, it's like, there's no stress about letting people in. That's, that's the difference I feel about what Fly brings and, and the whole program. Well, we've heard two words together this year,
6: over and over again, that we've never heard before, Craig Kelly, and that
7: is, likeable pies.
3: <laughs> and you love us. Uh, you,
7: you've jumped off Hawthorne, haven't you, mate? That, that, Come on. <laughs> with that yeah. moustache you're wearing, you've got to have got away Yeah, I, I feel, I feel, I feel <laughs> like I'm t- real, or have you just stuck that on? <laughs> no,
6: that's real. I feel
7: like I'm Collingwood cheer squad worthy. <laughs> you are, you are, I'm going to take you down there the first round.
6: Mate. Oh, oh, oh. I have sat in the Collingwood cheer squad before, in a Collingwood Hawthorne game actually, I lost a bet and had to sit there for a a whole game. I actually quite enjoyed the experience to be fair but they are the likeable pies and Mm. you can run right through the Dacos family, Darcy Moore Bo McCreary's mum for crying out loud. I mean the whole lot how do you feel when you hear people talking about the likeable pies? Do you Uh, actually like that?
7: No I I do, I think think the important thing this shift is that you don't, You can do a good job. You can be winning, but you do it in a humble, respectful way. You know, from when Jeff and I spoke about the jumper for Port. Little things like that. You know, you've got to. That all comes from the play. Great footy. Competitive mm. footy. Bit of fun. Flick it around. Let's have a crack. Um, and they've got some great, um, great movement ball movement that they do. And uh, but then it has to round out with everyone else, Limo, Limo because at the end of the day. Um, If you start getting ahead of yourselves in this game, it smacks you down pretty quickly.
4: We are speaking to the Chief Executive Officer of the Collingwood Football Club, the mastermind behind the whole, The whole surge. And you did it on the big stage yourself, Uh, Craig. You've been out there, dominated. You pinched a bit. Gary Ablett didn't like it. I think that's (laughs) where your fat fingers came from. (laughs) I think uh, 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 over the journey. We mentioned Jack Ginevan last night. I have to ask you a quick one. I think he went to the races to watch his mate's horse. Any dramas there? No, this is the difference. It's like when... Weirdly,
7: where we are right now is probably where I parked my car in 1990. Yep. And you used to walk <laughs> into the ground. Yep. You'd be stressed. It'd be hard to get to the ground. You want to, to make sure you've won coming out of the G. <laughs> or, and, or played well mm. because it was hard getting back to your car, mate. Mm. Guinea goes out to have – he does that, loves his punting, yep. uh, loves his horses. Relax night. It's a relaxed night, mate. Yep. So the other night we went to Vlado's and took all the young boys. Guinea came up and – had a lovely steak up there, and he, that was well, he played one of the best games next week. How much yeah. we've got to do that every week, Ned? Don't know if that'll sit in the soft cap. <laughs> um, so um, like that's how that's how it rolls now. Yeah. We, we 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 just got to everyone just chill and relax. Yeah. It's becoming a bit more like American. I don't want it to be like American sport, but the players just need to let them do what they want.
6: Yeah. Let them do their thing. Did you have a couple of beers the night before the nineteen ninety grand final?
7: No, mate. I was an elite athlete, not like <laughs> no. Joey. I was elite. I didn't drink at all. <laughs> Until the day after, yes. and I drank for about six months. <laughs> and, and then, when you did start pinching gas, what did he say in your ear? What did he? No, they no, didn't say anything. He just smacked me really hard. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it, hey, guys, I've got to yes. do something. Yes. Oh, I got two tickets.
6: Hey.
5: Oh, you are
7: oh joking? Kidding. Hello. Uh, so joking. tickets. There's there's a there's a lady down in front with a sign. She's gonna suck. She's oh, starting on. to oh, cry. Oh, oh, so Karen.
5: It, it says. Let's it. say the note says, "I'm over from Tasmania." I oh, know, Karen. So two tickets. I've
7: walked around then, and I've just I've had these, these are my tickets, and oh. um, well, I got a little pass, it takes me anywhere, so I said, I don't need those. Um, and we bumped into each other at the start of the year, didn't we, when we came down to play Hawthorne. Yep. She's nice, Karen, not other Karen. Yes. And, uh,
5: She's not a Karen. <laughs>
7: and uh, and she, um, she said, oh, I need some tickets, and I said, we better get up to Triple M, because they're a very, very good radio station. Yes. And uh, we might be able to find some tickets. So, Karen. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, there you going, go, Karen. <laughs> this. We, the,
5: you are going to the game. The like We'd we'll
7: like, like to give those to Karen. There we go. We can. We we'll Nadine's here or someone here. Gee, we can, yeah. Yeah. Mate, so Karen, don't stay there. Don't move. All right. I
4: mean, <laughs> she's not going anywhere
7: to so, pay. No, two tickets. They're good seats.
4: Really good seats, too. Well they're, done, Ned. They're,
7: they're in the coach's box, Karen. <laughs> <right now. laughs>
4: yes. you,
6: you get two moves for the day, okay?
4: <laughs> well, that is unbelievable. Karen in the front row at the moment. Very emotional. Her dream has been made. Yeah. That's what you do with Collingwood. Your dream oh, maker is Kelly. The chief executive of the Collingwood Football Club. Quickly, before you let go, yeah. how, how many points are you going to win by today? What no, no, to let's just uh, get there. All right, well, <laughs> then, thank you for your time yes. there. Good luck, hey, good luck. Good you. Thank you. Thank you support guys. Good, good luck. Round thanks. of applause to Collingwood Chief Executive Craig Kelly, absolute guru of a man, right? And this man is a very special guest because he is a guru and an absolute musical mastermind. It's Tom McDonald, the Chief Creative Officer for the Mushroom
1: Group and the man who has brought Kiss to our great stage today. How are you, Tom? Um, I'd say excited but pretty much more nervous than excited at the minute. It's uh, a very big show. I think I sat here with you guys last last year. You were nervous about Robbie
5: Williams and he blew the joint apart.
1: So uh, I can safely say right now what you saw last year is nothing in comparison to what you're going to see. Whoa. Really? I've
5: I've had a little
6: sneak peek at the stage and it is mind-blowing what you've
1: set up out on the ground there. Yeah, it is. And um, I think the big thing is here we're talking about one of the biggest rock artists of a generation uh, coming to the end of their career and... uh, you've got to put it into a big stadium format so we are taking what is normally a big show and amplifying it in here so we're really excited uh it's been a lot of hard work with my co-producer Travis over here but um yeah I I think everyone can be excited from our perspective this is about building that excitement to bounce down and I think everyone's going to be blown away with what they see. Any makeup
6: issues? It's going to be 30 degrees. Yeah, that's a the big question.
1: <laughs> you were just saying that. I was about to actually make a call and see if we can get the makeup artist side of stage. I <laughs> might have to be chasing around because uh, it's hot, and then you double that down with a lot of flames. It could be dangerous. it a bit <laughs> yeah. happening. We're talking about pressure on the big
4: stage, a lot on Craig McRae and Chris Fagan. A bit of pressure on you because Rock, rock DJ, the, the uh, Robbie Worms experience last year was phenomenal, and I watched you on the thank boundary line looking very tense. And then <laughs> it was a super show, unforgettable. But uh, you've raised the bar, Tom, and that's the thing. So it's a big show, and you you were just with. The crew the kiss crew weren't you how are yeah. they feeling
1: they're good they're professionals they're uh, they've been here they've done that but I think what's really excited us about this is that they're walking into their last shows of their career and they are genuinely sitting there going this is a highlight for us and we are so happy to be going out in this fashion so for us that's a uh, you know it really goes a long way with the blood sweat and tears we put into this show and I think you know, for Australia to experience that. This is literally, for them, one of their second homes. There's a huge Kiss army here and they're they're absolutely pumped to go out in a big way. So
6: just a slight change of topic here. How do you feel about the fact, this is going to be huge today, 105, 106, 7,000 people. How do you feel about the fact that the two biggest crowds at the MCG this year are
1: still Ed Sheeran?
6: <laughs> Back in March, 110,000 a pop.
1: Yeah, well, we uh, we put that show on and I think the groundsmen are still uh, a little bit peed <laughs> off at Travis over here because it's taken the Whole year to fix the grass. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, lucky it's looking good today, and uh, they were a bit touchy on us in rehearsals the other day because we were supposed to do multiple rehearsals. And uh, about 10 minutes before we went out, they were like, you get one run. Oh, right. You did not destroy that grass for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> then They're like, on Saturday, go for it. We don't care that after yeah. the game, we're done.
5: So does this mean at 10 past two, as soon as it's done, you can have a beer and you can relax because you look up, you look tense, it's big. Does that mean you can just... Travis, look, he's smiling. He's going, yep, yeah, 10 past two, <laughs> he's we're going to have a beer
1: I'm... and enjoy. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, might, I might get a bit earlier. Lose those tensions. But, yeah, you might be looking at me at the sideline once again, a little bit racked. But I think the point is that... Uh, it's going to be special, and I think um, for everyone here, they're going to love it, but at home, it's a big show as well to watch on TV.
4: So you've seen the rehearsal. Give us a taste of the tunes they're going to play, Tommy. Can you give us a little bit of... Uh, just between us, just between us. I'm not going to I'm not going let hit. them out,
1: but what I can say is this is a 15-minute show, and it is non-stop the whole way through. And wow. A few big little surprises in there, and there's uh, just non-stop, and there's some really exciting moments for the crowd, and I think... Uh, yeah, sit sit back and enjoy. And I think how many dances did you have for Robbie Williams last year? Oh, I'm Which say- Delta? I think we had
4: about 50 to 100 in the end, so there's a few. Yep, yeah, so are we thinking there's going to be just the Kiss crew, or is there going to be some support and some uh, an extravaganza
1: around them? It's a very good, very good question. There might be a few surprises. So we'll just wait and see. Oh, can't
4: wait. How good? Very good. And uh, next year, so what are you going to. Have,
1: is Robbie coming back? Because there was a talk
4: about uh, if Carlton got through, he wanted to, to sort of parachute well, I don't into know, the you know, venue. But
1: Gene's a big Carlton supporter, so he actually said to me, I'm not doing anything for Collingwood today, but happy to do something for the Lions. But but, um, yeah, I think after this year I might retire. I think we're done.
4: And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely spectacular. And, Tommy, who do you think's going to win today?
1: Uh, Have you got a gut fear. We've been
4: asking for people's tips and predictions. What do you think unfolds? I'm
1: a Melbourne boy and uh, ex-Brisbane for a while, so I'd love for Fags to see the Lions win, but I've got a lot of close mates on the Collingwood. So, mm. Uh, mm. yeah, I, I actually would be happy to see it go either way, but like everyone, we just want to see an absolute clash because, look, the good thing last year for me is it was a terrible game. The entertainment was the highlight. Yep. I want it all to be a highlight this year. And Robbie loved it. Absolutely loved it. He's been doing some fantastic work on his Instagram. Well, Tom De,
4: Tom De, the Tom Koning song. <laughs> uh, absolutely outstanding. Tommy McDonald, you yeah, the chief creative officer for the Mushroom Group, uh, with Travis of course, do a stunning job every year with the halftime entertainment. Mate, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank it. you. I can't I can't
6: wait. It's going to be, it is going to be absolutely massive. Uh, what a day. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's Top 5. Grand final moments. Now I'm keeping it to, I mean, of course it's grand final. Day. <laughs> yeah. We've got to go with grand final moments. I'm keeping it to the AFL era. So mm-hmm. There's no Wayne Harms banging it in. There's no mm-hmm. Jeselinko. you beauty. Barry Breen. Barry, no, Barry Breen, <laughs> of course, a superstar. Oh, it's and wearing a Collingwood jumper as he holds up the cup. Yeah, One of the I know. Great shame it is in the history of the St Kilda Football Club. <laughs> but let's go. And I couldn't narrow it down to five, so I've gone with the top six. <laughs> Coming in at number six, we're going to break the hearts of the Collingwood fans oh, making I'll their wait, way Mark. here. We're going to go back to the dying seconds of the 2018 Grand Final.
3: Big Mark Lamb Ryan. Massages it to a one-on-two. Sheed's got it. Thought about playing on. Oh, he did play on. Now he goes back with the (laughs) footy. Jeez, this is a tough kick. He is hemmed in the pocket. We've got two minutes left in the grand final. Set shot, left footer. It is good. That is incredible. That is unbelievable.
5: There we go, Dom yeah. Sheed. The more and more you watch that kick, it is such a tough kick. Yeah, and they're trying. Collingwood fans today are just trying to burn the curse of Dom Sheed. And, and there win was it.
6: there was even that Collingwood fan behind him who gave him a little. Accepting, accepting thumb up after at the, the end sledge. Of it. Yeah, after yeah, the sledge, you just
4: been yeah. too good, Dom. I spoke, uh, spoke to Braden Maynard, of course, who was involved in that marketing yes. contest. Still out of it. It, <laughs> it, was, a <laughs> it was a block. It was it a really block. He really blocked him off the
6: ball anyway. It looked a bit blocky. It did look a bit blocky. All right, coming in at number five, a bloke who debuted. On grand final day in 2017, only the second player in history to do it. The first player to do it was in 1921, I think, also a Richmond player. But that was Marlon Pickett.
3: Dusty wants to go the squaring ball to Marlon Pickett. What about the day this bloke's having? Marlon Pickett on debut in a grand final to kick a goal. This. Marlon Pickett, one of the great footy stories ever, has I, kicked I, a goal in the grand final.
5: I
4: get goosebumps listening yeah, to that. It's
5: remarkable now when you think back in it, back to it to coming in and debut. debut. You know, one of my favorite stats is his
6: first two games of AFL football. Yeah. The crowds were a hundred thousand and zero. Because it was oh, the pandemic. Yes, the yeah, next yeah. year, so we had a taste of it all. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, Joey. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. But the we draw. You got a draw. 2010. He and the commentary as well from Dennis Cometti. This is Heath Shaw with the smother on your great mate Nick Rewalt.
5: up behind him like a line One of the iconic calls. Good morning to Rui, who's listening yeah. to the Dead Set Legends all the way from Texas. Still can't yeah. sleep over that limo. Oh, yes. Thanks for bringing that back up again. To you,
6: as a good mate, Joey, how often do you remind him about that one?
5: Yeah, we let him know a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, he he just had to quickly kick it. He didn't have to try and boot it out of the ground, but that's alright. He was soaking up the atmosphere, yes, wasn't he, right he there? he was having a little daydream. Uh, coming in at number three, <laughs> I've got to be a little
6: self-indulgent here. Shane Crawford drafted to Hawthorne yes. at the end of 1991 when we'd played in I think eight or nine grand finals out of ten. And, uh, and then just no joy for 17 years mm-hmm. until his last game here at the MCG. That's what I'm talking about! Mm. 17 years it took him, man. He got there, the superstar. Coming to number two, this is partly for the call as well. This is BT calling Tom Boyd in 2016. Buddy
2: tackled by Mullos, oh! dropping the ball,
5: Boyd took the advantage of play on from inside the center square, Boyd's kicked the goal, Boyd's oh! kicked the goal, from inside the center
0: <laughs> I not Boyd has kicked the goal, from inside the center square, it's job the magic.
5: And he's still amazing. He's just dropped the F-bomb.
4: And it's one of the iconic calls. Can anyone else get away
6: with it? I don't think so.
5: I'm not going to try it. I'll give you the tip. I don't think Uh. so.
6: And number one, I just can't go past it. It had been a 70-year drought for the Sydney Swans slash South Melbourne. Mm. And it was the last 31st minute of the game, I think. It was the West Coast Eagles' last push. And then Stephen Quartermain called it beautifully.
0: Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for
5: the oh, Eagles, oh. Leo Barry, Usta. Oh, very good, very good. But, hey, Limo, just because you threw the St Kilda one in there, there's one more iconic moment I'm taking over here, Jay-Z. Yeah. One more. Which one? How can you forget 2012 Sydney Swans? Yes. Oh. Nick Malcheski no, against no, mate, the no. Almighty Hawks. Leroy, no, can you no, play no, it? No,
3: no, no, Four point no, no. Four-point lead to the no, Swans. No. Deep in their forward area. Here's no, no. Kennedy. Coughed it up. Picked up by Hannabury. Malcheski, Snap. And there's your grand final. Oh! There's a grand final. Oh, the swan, Sydney Swans. of The grand final of the Boone
5: Abandoned <laughs> oh, uh,
6: I felt sick in that moment. I can still remember exactly yes. where I was sitting. The it's Swans
5: fans, fans losing their minds around It there. just floated and hung up there oh. and drifted through. Oh, there you go. Great. Well, well down, down, Limo. Limo. very good. Certainly made up for it in 13, 14, 15. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. That's
4: right. You can get out of the corner, out of the fetal position if you like. Right, I love that. Limo coming up next. We're going to get to our final predictions and Norm Smith medal tips. Joey's got all the gold coming up next. It is the big one, the best day of the year, the AFL Grand Final. We are here live outside gate three. That is all coming up next on Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
0: Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, J, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends.
4: We are not far away from the big one, the premiership, the side of the AFL grand final, Collingwood versus the Brisbane Lions going to do battle very shortly. Righto, Joey and Lemo, it is time to talk real turkey. Let's discuss how this game is going to play out and who is going to win. It looms. Joey is an absolute flip of the coin. How could you say with any clarity it is going to win?
5: Have you got a gut feel? Who do you think uh, will be lifting that premiership cup at the end of the game? Yeah, day? it's a great point. I don't really have a gut feel, Jay-Z. The, the way that I can sort of see this game panning out a bit is, as I touched on a little bit earlier, Brisbane's profile is in great shape. So what I mean by that is all the key parts of your game you need to be really strong to win a grand final. They have the turnover game. They are the best scoring team off turnover in the competition. They're also the best team at defending a score off turnover. Their clearance game is very, very good with Lockie Neal and Oscar McInerney and Josh Dunkley, etc. They play a forward half game. They can lock the ball in their front half like they did against Carlton and they can score. And we know about their firepower and if they control the game it allows their back line to set up harris andrews and uh, and these guys to intercept mark and, and kitty coleman to set up play so i can see brisbane having big periods of the game where they are in control but what i've learned about the pies is they do it in small bursts so i've spoken this week limo about collingwood have had in every single win this year a period ranging between 18 minutes and 40 minutes Different every week where they pile on goals and they stop the opposition from kicking goals. Mm. And that sets up their wins. So even look at the two finals. Against the Giants, they only kicked eight goals, but they kicked five of them in 14 minutes in the third quarter. And you can't really coach against them, can you? It's not really. It's just something that has happened to them. The first final against Melbourne, they kicked kicked five of the first six goals Mm. in the first quarter and, and a couple of minutes, and then they hold on from there. And it goes on and on and on. So I can see them at some point in this game, Collingwood having a run, and it's going to be whether Brisbane can stop them or not. It might be the first 20 minutes. They might come out of the blocks, Collingwood, and go bang. It might be three goals down at three-quarter time, and we've seen the Pies do it. They'll go bang. Or it could be somewhere in the middle. Is it safe to say, Joey, and I'm sort of drawing on things you've said here, the
6: numbers suggest Brisbane should win, but the reality and some sort of weird X factor suggests
5: Collingwood <laughs> That's <have laughs> exactly right, Leo. Yeah, yeah. But Because the numbers suggested that Melbourne should have beaten Collingwood, and the numbers suggested yeah. the Giants should have beaten Collingwood, but they didn't. And yeah. now you're starting to go, well, the Pies just find a way. And I think, Jay-Z, and you've been big on this, their experience. Yep. They have players that have played a lot of footy that know what the circumstances need mm-hmm. to be able to, to put the foot on the throttle and kick goals. Do so they need to defend and hold back. They just find a way. So it's going to be a, a cracking game. And that's going to be the part for me I'm going to watch for. When the Pies get the momentum, can Brisbane mm-hmm. either stop it or kick goals themselves? And that's what they've done in the two wins against Collingwood this year. Whenever Collingwood have got momentum, Brisbane have been able to kick goals the other way. And that's why they've averaged, I think, 116 points in their two wins against Collingwood this season. There is a bit of an asterisk, though. The MCG
4: for the Lions, Lemo. He's a bit of a Bermuda triangle for. Dane Zorka, I think it was Dane Zorka
6: this week, said we're not playing the MCG, we're yes. playing
4: Collingwood. Yeah. Yes.
6: Yeah. And so, and I know you don't buy into it, yes. Joey. No, do you? The no. fear of the G. Grand Final Day, though, is there something?
5: Of course there is. How, it's how do you handle the How do you handle moments? Someone makes mistakes. Remember Clinton Young overrunning a footy for the Hawks? There's going to be moments where you have to stand up and win a crucial contest, kick a crucial goal there's going to be a passage of play that's in sometimes what grand finals come down to and that's what Collingwood have shown over two years they do better than any other team is win critical moments is Josh Dunkley their only grand finalist uh, Charlie Cameron played for and the Char- Charlie yeah, Cameron yep, yep. So they've just got the two though uh, Lockheed of- Neal played as a sub for the Fremantle Dockers oh, back in there, 2013. Grand final. Yeah, 2013 speaking 2013. of
4: Charlie Cameron I feel like he casts a huge shadow over this one because he's got the speed to get out the back Joey so Collingwood can defend high and that's where I I don't know is it Isaac Quaynor or Braden Maynard? Who do you think gets a job on Charlie Cameron? Because if he can get out the back and use his wheels and do a bit
5: of uh, the full throttle, yeah, he could kick four or five today. Yeah, he could, he's kicked ten the last two times they've played. How do they stop him? Well, you've got to bump the bar, you've got to be physical on Charlie Cameron. You can't make it a foot race, put some work into him. I think that's why Maynard's the better matchup. He might not have the leg speed. But you've got to be able to defend one-on-one, and that's what Maynard does as well as any defender. I think he's the right matchup. Norm Smith,
4: it is always a big talking point in the build-up. There'll be sweeps everywhere, barbecues all across Melbourne, all across the country today to watch the big game. Who do you who do you've you got a bit of a um, theory about a yeah. medal winner today? Well,
5: we spoke to Nathan Brown from Sportsman earlier. For me, if you want a little bit of value, I like the, the key defenders. I like Harris Andrews or Darcy Moore. Really? Because mm. they could have... Big intercept games, and the judges will judge for the the intercept players. They've they've been a big talking point this season. They've both been in the headlines, and you know, all Australian Darcy Moore, Harris Andrews has been enormous this final series. So there'll be a lot of eyes on them. If it's not them, I think you keep it simple. You go into the midfield. It's going to be Lockie Neal and McCluggage, or it's going to be Dakos or Tagoe. That's Har-
4: where I'm going. I'm a Harris Andrews guy.
5: Yeah, yeah. you like, I like
6: yeah. it. I like the idea of a big key defender. He yeah, they're going to be
4: great. His first quarter against Carlton, in enormous the prelim was absolutely outstanding, taking those floating packs across. For the side, Geordie to go. He'd be busy. Um, any sort of left field smoky ones? Anyone else? Jack Crisp. I don't mind. I think there's been good money for him. He's prolific. Add some speed and run. You think he'd play a bit of time off halfback? Any sort of left field ones you're thinking, Joey? Any value
5: other than Harris? Maybe the only other one's Zach Bailey, who's yep. got the ability to kick three and have 23 or yep. something like that, and yep. be a bit of a match winner. Um, he's probably a bit of a smoky as well for Brisbane Lions. Yeah,
6: you see, so you've voted on the uh, Norm
5: Smith oh, don't before. Me. Do you bury yourself in the
4: stats, or oh. are you not allowed? to look at the stats. You're allowed to look at the stats. You're not, you got to take, uh, they take, um, you can't use your phone. You can't communicate with any of your other um, uh, voters. So sure. Luke Darcy's doing it today. Sarah Olley, uh, also Eddie Betts from Fox Footy, of course, the Carlton and Adelaide champion. Oh, I found it a really stressful experience. Yeah, right. <laughs> really stressful. So good I'm glad I'm not doing it, to be honest, but good luck. It is an absolute honour and the Norm Smith medal, one of the most coveted treasures. What would you prefer to win a Norm Smith or a Brownlow, Joey? I'd take a Normie. Yeah, yeah. Winning Grand Final 2 would yep. be pretty handy. and you know? yep. We uh, love you, Joey. The Good
5: Dead spell. Set
0: Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give
5: me a spell. Can I kick this one off, Limo? Sure. I, want a, I want your take whether this is Give Me a Spell worthy. So earlier in the week... Uh, there was a big um, double page or sort of a, a lift out in the Herald Sun, your paper, about Great the NBL paper. season kicking off. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to do some NBL commentary. Now, I didn't know about it. And the next day, my mum said, did you grab the lift out in the Herald Sun? It's got all the details. And I said, <laughs> no. So I thought, well, there was a day before. I said, I need to track down the day before's Herald Sun. Yes. So I went to the local servo. They're out of papers. I went to the cafe. They're out. Right. So I went to the news agent. Thought, Well, surely they've got leftover sure. papers from the day before. So I walked into the news agents and said to the guy, you know, have you got any of yesterday's papers yes. that I can have? He said, yep, no worries. He goes to the back, gets it for me. I said, thank you. And he goes, you're going to pay for that. Of course you do. To pay for yesterday's paper. You want it free? Yesterday's newspaper. Would you think... Uh, I'm asking. Joey, oh, no, I you know it's am Do you think it's fairly Mate, buying yesterday's
6: newspaper? If yesterday's newspaper was free, I'd happily sit one day behind in the news for the rest <laughs> I of, I of my life. I thought that
5: was ridiculous that I had to oh. buy yesterday's newspaper. Joey, you have essentially th- just give me a spell yourself? That's <laughs> wow. done. I, anyway, so you know what he did? I didn't want to buy the <laughs> paper. He gave me the lift out, and then I, I, gave, then I gave the rest of the paper back. Because
6: I think... I, I'm not an expert in newsagents here, but I think when they returned the unsold papers... That's how they get that refund. Okay. So you've got to pay for it, otherwise right. they don't right. get it. Okay, that's what I was asking. That's what I was refunding. asking. Um, back there. Oh, gee. Hey,
4: I've got a dollars 80
5: <laughs> He didn't want to pay $2.80. That's <laughs> yeah. a magnificent publication it is there. Sure they give away one newspaper. Yep. Hey, I've got a, uh, give us a spell.
6: I'm not sure if you're across this news story, but Dan Andrews quit earlier this <laughs> week. <laughs> Are you across that one? I've heard. Couple, a couple of things on this. One. I like the timing. Dan Andrews waits until Collingwood are in a grand final just to to muddy the news cycle a little bit to take a bit of a sting out of the uh, resignation. Now, I know Dan Andrews has his critics, but I'll give him this. He knows how to quit. He quit 24 hours later. He was gone. Gil McLaughlin resigned about seven years ago. And he is still hanging on. I reckon Andrew Dillon's going to walk in Monday morning and Gil will be in his chair going, just give me six more months. Come on.
4: Uh, He had a big party, Gil, on Thursday night. I heard it was a uh, nice old shindig. So uh, hello to Gil. He listens every week. Do you know who give me a spell is? Yep. You know the real sad sacks out there who say, oh, as a grown adult, you're not allowed to wear your footy colours? And I've heard that a bit this week. Mm. Give me a spell. If you're 40, you're 60, you're 80, and you've got your Brisbane Lions jumper, your Collingwood jumper, yes. if you want to paint your fence, if you want to dangle your scarf out the window, <laughs> Joe, this is the week to go full nuff mode, full nuff for your footy clubs, especially if they have made into the big one. So any real grumpy peep types out there who are uh, flat on, uh, you're wearing your colours to work, get stuffed, get
5: stuffed. Give me a spell. Nah, good one, Jay-Z, but we always want to finish with a positive. Yep.
3: Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Four and 20. We've
7: been there for it all. Australia's original fan food.
5: Mate, you are a legend. Thank you, Leroy. Just a bit slow on that. Leroy, he's a massive (laughs) Brisbane Lions man. He's getting ready to get out of the Triple M Studios and get straight to the MCG. You've been great, Leroy. We appreciate your work. Good luck to you today. But my dead set legend of the week, we haven't touched on the biggest story of the week in the world. What is it? This week. The biggest story in the, in world. the world this week, Scotty It's got it's uh, Taylor uh, Swift oh, and Travis Kelsey, yes. the oh, new power couple. Huge. That is our dead set legend of the week. I'm not sure who the better get is, whether yes. Taylor Swift going out with Travis Kelsey is good for her, I or whether s- Travis Kelsey getting the most popular woman in the world yes. as his partner, but well done to them, the power couple. Yeah. I, I saw a funny
6: clip this week
5: of a, uh, it was a husband and wife
6: team, and the wife saying to the husband, hey... Have you heard Taylor Swift has a new boyfriend? This is going to be so good for him. I think he plays NFL. (laughs) This will really put him on the map. And the husband's going, he's won two Super Bowls. He is on the map. Don't worry
4: about that. And uh, for sports,
5: bet under overs on how long the relationship will last. Uh, There's already going to be 16 songs written about him when they break (laughs) up. So she's already got her next album ready to go. (laughs) If she's up to track five, he needs to start getting
4: nervous. (laughs) The line, I think, has been set at six months. Righto, the crowd here has been absolutely fantastic. We are... Excite ourselves with excitement. A couple of hours away, the big game. All good,
5: luck, yes, good luck, everyone. Good luck to fun. Collingwood, and Brisbane. Enjoy it. Yes. May the
4: best team win. You're having a barbecue at home. Uh, what a day it is. A quick tip before we go, Limo. Who do you think wins? Uh, I am going the uh, the Lions by. Uh, I want it. I want
6: double extra time. The Lions by two points in the second extra time. Four. I've got
5: Collingwood winning by three points. Nick Dacos goes in as an immortal. He wins the Norm Smith Medal. Oh, I like it. I'm tipping Collingwood. I think it'll be less than
4: a goal in a hot day, close game. Have a fantastic day. Turn it down, Leroy. Thanks so much for joining us (laughs) here at the Mighty MCG. Have a fantastic day, and uh, it will be an absolute belter. Collingwood, Brisbane should be a beauty. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We've got the Saturday Rub up next.
0: That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's AFL same-game multi-tracker, you can keep track of your same-game multi all in the one place. Download the Sportsbet app today.
1: You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit
0: gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. <laughs> it's like a
4: Del Santo Montana once. So back in the day. <laughs>